Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Kyle Jones of Jones Sport Fishing, and you're uh, once again listening to another podcast, Fishing with Kyle. Hey, we just want to thank you guys so much for uh, joining us for our second rendition of this uh, podcast. Um, we're just kind of thrilled that people actually listened to the last one, and we just want to thank you guys so much. We had a number of really great comments, um, and we're gonna we're gonna address some of those today. Um, and uh, just kind of go from there. But our focus today is going to be on last week we touched kind of on our basics of fishing crankbaits for walleye, plug selection, um, that kind of thing. Today we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. We're going to, uh, you know, on our tip Tuesday from this week, we talked about, we kind of threw it out there and hinted that guys really should be learning how to troll with uh, lead core, you know, and, and for helping get baits down. So we'll talk a little bit about more about lead core trolling. Um, and then we'll also, we're also going to sort of break down, you know, structure where we're, you know, where we're trolling, whether it's, it's in relationship to structure, the depths that we're looking for right now. Um, yeah. And just kind of, if you were looking at the river, how you would find walleye and how, how you would break it down. Um, so just kind of a quick recap of sort of how our week's gone this week. Um, this is March. Oh, I guess what March eighteenth. Um, last week we started our walleye season, and uh, on last Thursday it was absolutely incredible. We had some fantastic fishing. Um, then some weather came in. We fished pretty darn well through the weather, um, and then uh, went home for a couple days. And we're back fishing today, and uh, we got on some fish. We didn't have a red hot day or anything, but we definitely caught some fish. Sun was out. It was beautiful. Uh, you can see we're coming at you guys today from the uh, Quality Inn in Umatilla, Oregon. It's a pretty decent place to stay while you're here. Nice, quiet rooms, and uh, yeah, it's a spot we like to stay. But so let's um, let's just kind of jump right into this, and uh, yeah, just kind of go. So on our Tip Tuesday this week, we we talked about how one of the things that we do is we incorporate lead core line. So that's the leaded line, you know, the trolling line that people, you know, grandpa probably used for trout, all that kind of stuff. Um, and how we use that to better our crankbait trolling. And then also um, kind of what water we're looking for. So lead core, just for a brief overview, it's a, uh, it's a nylon sheath with a with a a lead center a lead solid lead line running through it and it comes in a multiple different sizes we fish the 18 pound um suffix lead core it's readily available i don't know that the brand matters but uh, that's what we buy um and what that allows us to do is it really allows us to be able to fish any plug in our tackle box um whether it's it's shallow divers deep divers shad style baits um smaller deep divers that might only go 11 feet and we're trying to get them to fish 20 ish. Um, it allows us to troll with not as much setback. We're able to run our line shorter. A lot of times when we're running, you know, something on a flat line, we're probably a hundred, 125, 150 feet back behind the boat. Um, if we're running lead core, we're able to shorten those up big time. Um, you know, we're, we can fish 20 feet of water with 70 feet of line out, you know, that kind of thing, you know, so it's a major help to us. Also lead core enables you to, uh, very, very easily troll upstream and to troll downstream, 
which is a key today because a couple of the fish we got today and it really we didn't get a lot of fish today so the couple that we got um we had a pretty good bite for oh probably about 10 minutes but uh we got a couple fish bing bing downstream trolling um these husky jerks this husky jerk number 10 in uh in 25 to 30 feet of water you know and we were able to fish that with only you know 55 60 feet of line out just barely crawling along getting that thing to just waggle so lead core is something that i just i challenge everybody to kind of dig into it and uh and learn how to use it we're still definitely exploring and finding all the things for it but it is uh it is something that can really open up your walleye game and and make you a lot better um especially when you start trolling those things going downstream. You know, we talk about trolling most of the time. We're talking about trolling into the current going upstream. But we found, um, I, I started doing it last summer, and then again, we did, we did it today. Um, we found that flipping the boat around and actually trolling downstream, just like we would with a bottom bouncer and a worm harness, is an incredibly effective method to catch fish and to, frankly, cover a lot of water. So, that's kind of the name of the game. I mean, as I said, I've said before, I, um, I've almost become obsessed with trolling plugs for walleye. Um, the amount of river and the amount of area that we're able to cover is, is incredible. If I have a bunch of lines out in the boat, if I've got four, five, six people in the boat, I can run a mix of long lines. I can run lead core and planer boards, and I can cover an area that's three times the width of my boat. I mean, some of the stuff you're able to do pulling crankbaits, you just, you wouldn't be able to do doing other things. And the amount of ground and space that you're able to cover in search of fish is pretty darn incredible. So like I said, man, crankbaits are something that I've, I've really gotten, um, gotten into. And so what I wanted to do today after that sort of babbling deal there is, um, I want to talk about kind of breaking down the microhabitat on the river and, really plugging in to what places you're going to be able to catch fish how i'm not going to tell anybody exactly where to go that part you can figure out on your own but um there's a lot of things in structure wise and how fish relate to structure current deep water that'll really help so i guess one of the things i wanted to to start out with is we're not just aimlessly trolling you know we don't just point it in a direction and start aimlessly trolling. I mean, I am on my GPS, on my mapping software, on my on my chart plotter, and I am trolling specific depths. I'm trolling specific ledges. I'm specific depth ranges. I mean, it, this, is, this is targeted. This isn't just throw them out there and start dragging them all over the place and hope something happens. I mean, I am targeting certain places in the water. And so... In the Columbia, these your baits really they got to be on the bottom. We don't see fish suspend very often. We just we just don't have that scenario with the current. But um, a few of the things that is big is is structure, and structure can be anything from a ledge, a flat, um, a feature like a point, an eddy line, anything that's gonna that's going to concentrate fish in a certain in a certain spot is something that I would consider structure. But so like right now, one of the things that we're doing a ton is most of the big walleye, I mean, you can, most of the big fish are up shallow. They're shallower than, they're less than 20, 25 feet. 
Um, they're staging in areas where they're, where they're going to be looking to spawn. And so those big females are not in the deep water. They're not in the 50, 60 foot water where you might find a decent amount of smaller males. Um, they are up shallow and, and so trolling crankbaits is the best way at them. So one of the things, if I was, if I was going to look at a new piece of water, the first thing that I would look for is I would get on my chart plotter on my phone. I've got an app called uh, Garmin Active Captain, and it actually ties in with my Garmin unit on my boat, and it's got depth shading. So I can go in there and I can set all the depth shading to you know 20 to 25, you know 15 to 25 foot increments, and it shows different colors on a map. So if I'm looking for certain depth ranges, I don't have to guess. I can pull up my phone and I can start looking around and I can find what depths that I'm going to be looking for. So first thing I do is right now what I'm doing is I'm targeting water that's that's 25 feet and less for the most part. Um, we caught a couple of fish today and right about 30, but typically in that, but that was right off of the edge of an island where it dropped off and leveled out. But typically right now I'm looking for water that's anywhere from is less than 25 feet. 25 to 15, it seems like if you get shallower than 15, you end up with a lot of uh, a lot of grass and a lot of trash in the water and it becomes hard to fish there, especially dragging a crankbait. So anything less than 15, I'm a little bit suspect unless it's in an area with a high current. Um, but so I go with that depth shading and you're able to narrow those places down. So the first thing I look at is I look for what depth I'm looking for. So I go in there and I've got my depth shading and say I'm looking for 20 to 25 feet. Well, it shows on color immediately every place in the river that's 20 to 25 feet on the mapping on on my phone. So I don't even have to be on the water to do this. I do most of my scouting from the, the couch, the hotel room, whatever I need to do. I've got a plan uh, when, I'm, when I'm looking for new water. And so I look for those depth ranges. The next thing I look for is how close is that water to shallow water? And I'm talking like shallow, like like couple of feet. It's anywhere where those fish at night could raise up onto those shallow banks and feed in the shallow water or raise up there and spawn. Those areas that are that are that have the depth that I'm looking for that are adjacent to shallow water, those are places that I'm immediately going to look at. The next thing I'm going to look at is how much area is that? Is that on a slope? Is it a flat where that water's at? Um, and what I'm looking for is places where there's a little bit of a flat. So I'm looking for a spot where there's a little bit of a wide area that's, you know, 20, 25, 18, 18, 19 to 25 feet. That's the, that's the range I'm looking for. I want to see it on a flat. I want to see it adjacent to shoreline structure, big rocks on the bank, points, places that are going to collect bait fish, the type of places that, that you would imagine a big fish hunting around in the dark, being able to find anything that it wants to eat. Um, those are the things that I'm, that I'm looking for. Also, the best case scenario is if you find that, that, that depth range on a flat near shallow water, but with also with a deep water refuge near it. So if, if there's 50, 40, 50, 60 foot water somewhere close to where those fish could transition on and off of that, but yet there's that, 
there's that kind of intermediate flat in there and then there's the shallow water nighttime feeding area those kind of places are are optimal the thing with walleye that you have to always be thinking about is those things they are looking to eat other than during the spawn the big fish are looking to be in the absolute best position they can be to fill their guts full of food. That's their number one job, safety and food and food over safety. And so you'll find these fish in places where they have quick access to shallow water habitat or in the case of we, a lot of times that structure that we're talking about and current breaks comes in the form of a dam. We know that at dams, there's lots and lots of food that gets flushed through the system. During the spring, we get mass in the Columbia River. We get millions and millions of smolt that migrate down the river, salmon, steelhead smolt, shad smolt. We've got these mass migrations of food flowing through these areas near dams. And so if you can find those current situations, you want to, when you're fishing near the dam, dams, you want to stay out of the main flow of current, but you want to be in those places where it'd be easy for a fish to find food. So we're still talking 20, you know, 18, 19, maybe 15 feet there because you're not going to have the grass issues. 15 to, you know, 20 feet, 25 feet, slightly out of the main current on some sort of a flat um, with that, you know, deep water dams, that kind of thing bringing that food to him. Um, I mean, that's just food, 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 food is the number one thing that I, that I see with walleye and matching the hatch, matching your crankbaits to what they're probably feeding on mostly size. Um, sometimes color, we can roll through colors. A lot of times, you know, a, a silver and black pattern like this one I have in my hand. Um, will be very good in direct sunlight. It might not be as good first thing in the morning. You might want to go with more of a solid. But um, so hopefully that kind of helps with uh, what areas you're going to be looking for targeting these fish with crankbaits. Um, I I find myself fishing those, those places more and more with lead core just because it gives me such a variety of baits that I can choose and I can, I can pick any any plug that I want that has, you know, that has the characteristics that I'm looking for. And then I can also fish it in other places, but, um, yeah, lead core, lead core, lead core, learn to use lead core and you guys will end up being better walleye fishermen. Um, there's some great videos out there teaching you how to set up lead core, how to, um, determine crankbait diving depth with that lead core. Um, I don't really, it's been done, so I don't see a need to, to beat that, um, to a, to a pulp, but, um, lead core will help you. Um, the other thing, you know, we, uh, just kind of want to talk about what, what we're going to see here coming up with this walleye season, at least this spring part of the season right now, we're, we're still pre-spawn water temps today. We're close to 42. And with these, uh, once that water temp gets between 45 and 48, these fish will start to spawn. And so when that happens, a lot of the males will still be available to catch, but a lot of the big females, um, they're going to be solely focused on the spawn and they'll be tough to catch. Those males will still be available and they, they'll be in areas that are near where those females are at. So you'll be, you'll be in those places. You'll be able to catch fish through the spawn. And then post-spawn, after about the first week of April, we, we start to see the spill increase on the Columbia. And so we'll start to see heavy current, um, you know, raging current at times and, and our walleye fishery is going to totally change. 
Um, for me, it totally changes when that happens and we start targeting um, slower water areas, areas out of the main flow. Um, I'm probably going to put the crank, I'll probably put the crankbaits away for a while and I'll start fishing bottom bouncers and, and worm harnesses just for the ability that I can fish those very effectively in very small, tight places where I feel like those fish are at. So what we're talking about right now with this pre-spawn thing and crankbaits, we've got maybe, uh, we've got a little bit more time on it, but uh, if things are going to change, there's going to be a massive change in what happens. And um, all these things that we're talking about crankbait-wise are going to come back into play after the water. Um, we, after spring runoff, things start to slow down a little bit. And we'll be able to get back on some fantastic crankbait fish and some summertime crankbaits where we're moving fast, uh, we're covering a lot of water and uh, and having a bunch of fun. So I know uh, maybe you kind of rambled around there a little bit, but hopefully I gave you guys some information that can help you when you look at, when you show up at the ramp or you're at home and you're wondering how am I going to go about this? How am I going to go find fish? Hopefully some of that stuff I just talked about um, can help you guys. The other thing is, is I've got blog articles um, on our web website, jonesportfishing.com that detail our, how we go about fishing plugs. It's, uh, we're in a, we're going to do a multi-part series right now. We've got up the, uh, the, how the pre-spawn, what we've been talking about lately, that's up there in written form. So you guys can get that. It's, uh, how to take your walleye game to the next level plugs, um, how to catch walleye, um, that's on our website. Also how we fish bottom bouncers. We call that how to catch Columbia river walleye the easy way. Cause we feel like that's a great way for somebody who's never, never gotten into it to, uh, to dive right in and start experiencing this great fishery. But anyway, guys, yeah, we're going to be fishing walleye hard for, oh, the next, or oh, the next month. And we'll take a little, we'll take a, we'll back off a little bit, fish some Drano Lake, Spring Chinook, uh, Wind River, Spring Chinook, but May will be big time walleye, um, June and, and part of July. So anyway, hope, hopefully this helps and make sure that you guys subscribe, share this around. It helps us a ton. And also like, like I said last week is we really want this to be about you guys. We want to be able to answer your questions. I'll go into as deep a dive on stuff as people are willing to go. Um, and so those questions are really what's going to drive this. If you guys don't answer questions, you're just going to have to deal with whatever I want to talk about, which I don't even know what I want to talk about. So ask those questions. If I confuse you, good. Ask some questions. I'll try to respond to them in comments. Um, I try to get to everybody's comment. You know, So please write those comments down. I see them. Subscribe to our YouTube. Make sure that you listen to this podcast. Um, yeah. And if you want to see daily fishing pictures, our Instagram and our Facebook page are great, great places for that. They're both, uh, Jones sport fishing at Jones sport fishing on both Instagram and Facebook. So anyway, guys, I really appreciate you guys listening to me, um, and being part of this adventure and hopefully some of this helps and please let us know what you think. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.